Here's a third thesis for us. The third thesis is that the body of Christ in worship, the body of Christ in worship, is more than an assembly of individual worshipers. The body of Christ in worship is more than an assembly of individual worshipers. Sometimes when we gather together as a a body, as a community to worship, uh, the only thing that makes us feel like a community is the fact that we're all together inside this room. We may be asked from time to time to greet one another, to look at one another, to speak to one another perhaps, but very often we walk in as individuals, we sit down as individuals, we walk out as individuals. And this is sometimes reflected in our music. Think of uh, this fact. I'll uh, ask you a question, and I know you'll know the answer. Suppose, like uh, the churches I've been involved with, there's a lot of uh, praise music that's being sung, and to keep this praise music in order, it's filed away, uh, perhaps filed in a box of transparencies for use on the overhead, and they're all alphabetized. Which letter? Which letter? has the most songs. Absolutely. If you don't believe me, go back to your church this weekend, ask for that box of transparencies, and check this out. There will be one, two, three, four folders just for the letter I. Some of the other letters will be struggling to fill half a folder. And I will just have, I love you, Lord. I want you, Lord. I seek you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Now, is this a bad thing? It's not a bad thing to have songs that begin with the letter I. I read the book of Psalms. There's quite a few of them. And the Psalter has historically been a book of praise and book of worship for the church as it was for Israel. So I certainly would not say we don't need this. Some of my favorite songs of praise are personal prayers, very much so. It's not a problem that we have such songs. That's not my problem. My concern is when we come together as a body, This is more than just my personal worship time. And if three out of four songs, or five out of six songs, or seven out of eight songs, or nine out of ten songs are all about my personal relationship with the Lord, I think that is a problem. You know what? Our culture today in North America doesn't need any help toward individualism. We're already way self-absorbed. We're already way down that track. What we do need help with is understanding that we belong to a community. We belong to the people of God. Uh, again, I hope you hear me. I'm not saying throw all, go, go back and burn the, uh, the I-files from your... Uh, that's not what I'm suggesting. But look at the numbers and listen this coming Sunday. Pay attention. Just listen. My experience is that five out of six songs will reinforce the idea that worship is between me and Jesus. It's just you and me, Lord. Five out of six songs. If it was one out of six, if it was two out of six, that would be one thing. But when it's five out of six, the collective weight of that reinforces my bent towards individualism and being a lone ranger in my understanding of Christianity. I would love to see, for example, uh, some movement in our churches this direction, that perhaps one out of three of our songs spoke about my personal experience of the Lord, my personal longing after the Lord, because this is legitimate and a very uh, significant part of our worship together. But perhaps another third of our songs remind us that we are in community, that we're the people of God. And perhaps the final third, before the sermon or after the sermon, as the case may be, uh, we lose sight of ourselves almost entirely. 
And instead of an I love you, Lord, or we love you, Lord, maybe a third of our songs can just extol God in his goodness, in his beauty. Lord, you are kind of songs. Well, uh, when Martin Luther put down his uh, 95 theses, he uh, labeled them as uh, thoughts for debate. I won't label these necessarily as thoughts for debate, but please, I'll label them for consideration and discussion and contemplation and meditation. So please think about these matters.